0: Good morning. Welcome. My name is Alison Lloyd and welcome to my home. It's lovely to see you all this morning. Now, Trevor has been taking us on a journey of good lives, good works and good news. And I would like to share with you good news with stories. Now I know this isn't a children's address, but give me one minute and I'll show you what I'm, why I'm doing this in a minute. I'm going to invite a friend of mine to come and help me read a children's beginning of a children's story. Good morning, Melody. This is Melody. And she helps um, us with Melody Makers on a Tuesday and a Thursday. We're doing it live on um, Facebook. And um, she would like to, what's the matter, Melody? Oh, she's a little nervous. She's never seen the church before. Take a good look. Aren't they lovely? Yes, you can trust them. It's okay. So we're gonna read the beginning of a story. Um, It's called, Full, full, full of love. On Sunday, Mum took JJ to Granny's house. I'll go and get Dad, Mum said. I won't be long. Gran is soft and warm and full. Full of hugs and kisses. Kiss, kiss, hugs and cuddles. Thank you Melody, you did really well. Now, I don't know about you, when you hear children's stories, but I find something within me relaxes. I don't know if you smiled at me, whether you engaged, whether it made you feel warm inside. Stories take us to an emotional place. They take us to a journey of discovery sometimes. And they form our lives. They form how we see things. They put, ourselves, put us in other people's shoes. Now, some of the, the stories that formed me as a child are Winnie the Pooh a little princess, Heidi, and a secret garden. As children, they take you to a place of adventure, a place that you can't go physically yourself, but it enables you to discover and enjoy and and wonder at things that you would never actually see yourselves. And as you get older, we still enjoy stories. We enjoy um, stories over the fence. We enjoy stories down the phone. We enjoy new stories, maybe not new stories. We enjoy Facebook stories, novels, stories on the back of our crispy packets and um, Twitter stories. All these stories are still stories, but they're just packaged in a different platform. And we just love stories. Now, whether it's because we're nosy, I don't know. or Whether it's because they help us relate to each other, whether it helps connect one another, whether it helps us understand who we are and how we fit into the world and helps us understand other people and relate to them. Now, God knows us so well because he created us and he knows this need for connection. So when he came and tried to tell us about deep secrets and unfathomable, glorious riches in the deepest realms of heaven and earth, mysteries of ages past, He didn't write reams and reams of philosophical books or theological pamphlets. He wrote us stories. The Bible is a book just full of stories from real people, real situations, working through hardships and good times, working through a relationship with an unseen God, with all their weaknesses, with all their character faults, with all their character strengths and all their interests. And when we see Jesus come, God in person, God incarnate, he comes, and again, he doesn't come with PhDs, a politician with reams of rules for us to follow, lots of writing, lots of really high educational knowledge. He comes as a carpenter who sits on a hillside or in boats and tells the people stories. I'd like to read to you from Matthew 13, verses 1 to 3. Just get my Bible. Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen. A farmer went out to plant some seeds, and as he scattered them across his field, some seeds... And so the story goes on. And he goes on with lots of other stories about a farmer sowing a seed. He says, have I I told you this one about the king who planted good, good seeds in his field? The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted that turns into a tree. The kingdom of heaven is like a yeast a woman put in her dough let's have another look. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking out for a pearl. It's like treasure hidden in a field. The kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into water and caught many fish. Stories that the people could relate to about fish and bread and farmers and treasure and pearls and money and wheat. And he told these stories over long, many times but he didn't tell stories about high convoluted knowledge. Because knowledge isn't always good for us. It causes arguments. And we see in the Garden of Eden how the Adam and Eve took fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And knowledge can sometimes puff up, can sometimes harden our hearts. But stories open our eyes to wonder. Stories open our eyes to understanding deep mysteries in our emotions. And God wanted jesus to come and tell the story because of the good news the good news that he loves us the good news that jesus came to save so mark 1 chapter 1 verse 1 says this is the good news about jesus the messiah the son of god and he starts telling the story about jesus and his good news and again in john 3 verse 16 so well known For God expressed his love for the world in this way. He gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not face everlasting destruction, but will have everlasting life. And Jesus himself comes and brings the good news. In Luke 4 verses 42 to 44, it says, Early the next morning, Jesus went out to an isolated place. The crowds searched everywhere for him. And when they finally found him, they begged him not to leave them. But he replied, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too, because that is why I was sent. So Jesus was preaching the good news through stories. And just as um, Christina Perry says, talks about a thousand years I have loved you. Jesus preaches a good news about a thousand and thousands and thousands of years how God has loved us and and wanted to save us in a relationship with us he hasn't just loved me for the time that I've been alive he loved me before the formation of the world and he loves your neighbours your colleagues your your um, children the people down your street um, the people that you talk to on Facebook he's loved them for millions of years And he wants them to know this story, this good news, that he wants a relationship with them. And our story is part of this good news. Because evangelism isn't a script or a booklet or a meeting. It's not something we do or go to. It's the point where God's good news and his story of redemption and love crashes in on our lives and collides and connects together. Our hearts are fused where he becomes... In us, and we become in him, and sharing our story is sharing something of his story and his love, and it's good for us to know how to engage the listener, and leave them wondering, uh, and and ask them the question: "I wonder what you're thinking about the good news of the story of Jesus that I've just told you? That story of love, how's it impacting your life?" So let me tell you how I find it useful telling my story. Now this is just one more tool in your toolbox, it's not meant to be the way, as you've got hammers and spanners and screwdrivers, this is just one more tool I'd like to put in your box. Now you've obviously got favourite tools that you go to um, in your life, you obviously might not be very good at DIY but you use other tools of your trade Um, and this is a tool that I go to regularly um, for it. Now, the first thing when you're telling your story is to realise there are different people from different backgrounds, different um, experiences and will engage to you and relate to you in a different way. So the first thing you need to step back and think about that other person rather than your own story. Identify them and be real and authentic in your story to engage them in, in this. Um, now, I've split this in the way I tell it up into four letters. Now, the first one is H, and it is to do with hanging. What are you going to hang your story on to relate to these people? So I've got some hangers here, and we don't relate anymore, as Jesus did with farmers and um, bread. We could relate to bread and fishermen. We tend to relate more with emotions. There's a lot of talk about well-being and emotions. So that's something everybody can relate to right now, despite the differences in background. So you can hang it on relation, on emotions like shame, or fear, or loneliness, or even perhaps guilt. And what I do is I stand back from that person and I pray and I say, Holy Spirit, what does this person really need to hear? What about their lives will really be engaged if I engage them in this particular emotion as I'm telling the story? And the one I'm going to pick today is shame. So God has been speaking to me about this person. He says, actually, this person is feeling ashamed. They've got a loss of identity in who they are. So tell them a story about shame and let them hear my love for you, for me, in the way he's he's treated me in my identification with shame. So we've done her for hanger. The next one is you. So start your story with you. Where did you start at? Where was the position what, that you were at? What was happening at the time? And usually it's stuff that we're struggling with. So Abby was sick, or I was really missing my mum and I've really felt lonely. I needed a haircut and I realised my identity was, I was more surprised at how much my identity was in my looks rather than who I was, all these things. So we start out with who we are, a relatable beginning. So it's H for hang, then you, where are you at at the beginning of the story? Then G, God comes in. Where does God fit into this? Where's you relating? How are you relating with God? Perhaps he heals. Perhaps he um, speaks to you. Perhaps he gives you revelation. Perhaps he forgives you and and perhaps you feel his love. All these things where God comes in and transforms our lives and crashes in. How did he make a difference? H-hang, you... G, God steps in. And the next one is C, S, see the difference. How did God stepping in make a difference into your life? How are you now? What did he do that transformed you? What was the end result? And how can you make that person opposite see the love of God for you, the gospel in you, the gospel story in you? How can you make them see that and get them to respond in some kind of way? So it spells hugs. So I'll take you through this. So, H, this person I'm looking at is struggling with shame and identity. They haven't said that, but the Holy Spirit's shown me. So I'm going to tell them a story about how the time I felt shame. Um, it's a story where my skin was really bad, and I had sores all over. I had really bad eczema from being a child, and made me think I was less than everybody else. I was useless, and people wouldn't want to come near me. They called me names. They wouldn't hold my hand, and... um I felt I felt I needed to change. And one point God um invited me to go to Cuba and I said, Oh yeah, I'd really like to go to Cuba and I said, But God, are you gonna have to make a miracle? Because I'm allergic to sun, I'm allergic to different foods, I'm allergic to different weathers, I'm allergic to the rain, I'm allergic to travel, I'm allergic to all these things. I'm not gonna make it. You're gonna have to do something. And it was a real step out for me. And um funny that God sent somebody from Cuba and he prayed for me and my skin was healed. And no longer did I have to bath myself in oil and cream myself five times a day. I could take showers and I ended up going to Cuba. But God did something within me during that time and he showed me that it's not just about my outward who I am, it was about who I was inside was the most important. And he talked to me about how he loved to see my face and loved to hear my voice. And I feel so different now. So I've taken you through, hey, you started with I am. God stepped in and healed me. And now I'm telling you, how it's it made a difference to my life? How's it made a difference to me personally? And I know that God loves me. And I know. So have you ever felt shame? Or how do you feel about the story I've just told you? Or does that make any sense to you? Leave that person with response to what your story is. Um, so try doing that try practicing it the best way to start is to your family your church family to your dog to your baby to your mirror get used to it. it's like playing scales when you're learning the piano it takes a while to get used to but once you use it you find that you engage in a story just as Jesus did and tell the good news through a way that relates to people's lives Um. so yeah practice that keep going Tell your story because we're spreading the story, the good news of how Jesus loves us, how Jesus died for us and how he saved us in expression of how it affects our lives and who we are. H, hang, you, gods and see the difference. H-U-G-S. So can we pray together? Father God, I thank you for everybody here. I thank you for the way that you have transformed us and you have changed our lives. I thank you for your love, that you have loved us for more than just our lifespan. You have loved us for millions and millions of years since the beginning of the formation of the earth and you love our neighbors. Father God, I pray that you would give us courage to practice our stories, that you would give us courage to tell our stories because it reflects in our lives, your love and your grace and your forgiveness and your glory and it helps others see and relate to you it helps others have a window on who you are as our father others have a window on how you've changed and transformed our life and why we are who we are father god we so thank you for your goodness we so thank you for your hand upon our lives god we thank you for your commission that we can join in this story with you And we can be part of the story in helping other people see you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you.